Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line. Hi, my name is Deborah Butler, and thanks for joining me for my podcast, People Know Stuff. So today I have Amy Bush with me, and Amy knows stuff about adventuring, outdoor adventuring, as a solo traveler. Amy is really someone who is always on the go. I would say she probably knows a lot of stuff about cramming uh, three lives into one because Amy has just not stopped during her time on earth. And um, she is both fully engaged with her work and she's also really engaged with seeing the world. And I'm really excited to hear what she has to say. Now, Amy told me in advance that she wants to share three things that she's learned, and she's going to expand on that. Three things that anyone who's interested in outdoor adventuring as a solo traveler needs to know. One of them is don't wait. And the other is trust yourself and go with the flow. So I can imagine, Amy, that with these three things that you're really coming from that place of being able to be independent and just take off all by yourself. So take it away, Amy, and welcome. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Um, I think it really all started to gear up around the pandemic, right? That was a very transitional part of everyone's life. And um, it also came with a relationship that ended in 2021. Um, And I started probably my first road trip as a, let's get out and do something. I'm not going to sit still during the pandemic. Um, And so in 2020, in the middle of the summer, I decided to get scuba certified with Patty. And I decided to drive down to Florida and do a road trip of Florida, staying in people's backyards, uh, Airbnb, she sheds, tiny homes, all the different sorts, all the way down to the Keys, where I was going to take my first real dive, um, being Patty certified. And so that kind of opened the door to things um, in the middle of summer. And then I got with one of my friends and we kind of started to explore Washington coast and then also was able able to pivot out to Washington um, through Washington because of the fires in Portland. We moved our way to Montana, saw Glacier, and that kind of just lit up a spark in me of seeing these national parks and just being super excited. Um, And I've always been someone who is very independent. Um, I did meet the guy that I dated for a little while. He was my adventure partner. I know I'd discussed this with you before. And we did everything together. We were the best couple. We camped, we backpacked, we rafted, we climbed, we did all the things. And that relationship did not, you know, didn't continue on. And it was unfortunate because we looked so great on paper. And for a season, I would say a good four months or so, I just kind of pulled myself away from all those outdoor activities because I loved all those things. And I loved having a partner to do them with. And so it was after stepping out of that, where I was like, Amy, stop waiting around. Why are you waiting for the perfect partner to come along and do these things? 
the time is now let's get to it. And so that's when I started to plan um, every year to have kind of this focus on each state. And so in 2022, um, I did Oregon. I ended up renting a van and this was the beginning of my van life experience. I'd seen many influencers doing it full time, um, working from their vans. It was really cool. Um, and so I decided to do my own van life trip um, for a week in Oregon, traveling around the Oregon coast, seeing all of that, and then making my way down to the Redwoods, which I used as my pivot point, and then kind of making my way back up, um, back to Seattle. And so, yeah. Amy, I remember when we talked about this trip, I was um, interested in the fact that you did do this all by yourself. Mm -hmm. And you even had some friends who wanted to go with you, but you decided, no, I really want to go by my by my own self, with my own self, thus highlighting this solo traveling that you awakened to. Say more about that. I know you're saying, don't wait, don't wait till somebody can go with you. But your second point was to trust yourself. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think... Um... Part of it was I wanted to search within myself for more growth. I've always been into self-growth and enlightenment. And so there was a part of me that wanted to do this solo so that I could open that up to um, see what the universe had to show me, to trust in my spiritual guide, which I believe is God, you know, just have that spiritual awakening. And a lot of the battle that I would have, and I would see it in the month leading up conversations with other people saying, why are you doing this by yourself? That's risky. You're a female. Um, do you have a gun? You know, all these things and just kind of testing me. And then also I kind of, I just doubted myself. I started doubting myself. What am I doing? Is this safe? Um, you know, and my parents too were encouraging me. This is not a good idea. And so I had to really lean in into trusting myself. And I will tell you that it wasn't until I got in that van by myself and the first two days were a little rough. And this happened in my first solo in 2022, but also in 2023, the trip I just recently took, the first two days was questioning myself. So I, I think that it's important to lean in and be confident, be prepared, of course, with how you should travel safely, what you should do, like maybe setting up two chairs outside of your van or making it seem that you're not wandering around, you're getting to your place that you want to stay the night at before dark, before six or seven. You can travel smart, but trust yourself and lean into yourself. Um, a lot of times I'm traveling in places that are less frequented by people. There's a lot less people. And in Atlanta here, we're seeing people all the time. It's much more dangerous where we are you know, in the city than it is in these places of wonder and magic that happens by being in the woods and in nature. <coughs> so, <coughs> sorry. Um, <clears throat> so trusting yourself, I know you said you also have a way of kind of preparing in advance for places mm -hmm. that, you know, talk about that. So there were definitely um, some apps that I used. iOverlander was a great one kind of as I traveled along the way. You can look ahead of time too. Um, and iOverlander is fantastic to give you other people's reviews of different sites, if they were safe, if they were not great, if they were free or if they're not free. They have dump stations, water stations, things like that. So it's been a great help um, to use. I used a lot of vlogs 
on YouTube for different places that I was interested in. And just to even start the whole process, I would pick a state and then I would start looking at what are the top things to do in this state. And by collecting all of that information through blogs, through posts, through social media, that's kind of how I would outline it and um, and just kind of, again, go with the flow, which is my next point. And you just kind of be flexible with it. Um, but those were the best ways. And I think not having an exact set itinerary, having those focal points. And I know we talked about this as highlight places, but being open also to what comes along the way, because that's the fun of it, right? When you pop up into something that you didn't even know or saw, and you just seriously see it as you're passing by driving. That's the best way. And, and just with life, being open to different things that we may didn't expect or plan for, um, practicing flexibility on the road, but in life too. Yeah, it definitely increases your sense of responsiveness and flexibility to be out there on your own. What about engaging with others? What is your way of thinking about that while you're on the road on your own? Yeah, I think it's a little social experiment where I have to challenge myself to get out of my comfort zone and I am extroverted, but also introverted. So it's a little bit of of both worlds. And so I love it as a challenge to meet new people. And I have had some of the most magical experiences um, by being open and just letting the universe bring whoever into my life. And what's really astonishing, both on this trip in 2023, but also in 2022, when I went to Oregon, I met a lot of solo women travelers, which was so cool to see. And quite honestly, they were the most open to me to start conversations. I met one lady who was in her late fifties, traveling down the Oregon and Washington coast playing pickleball tournaments. And I got to meet her. We shared a bottle of wine at her campsite in the Redwoods. And it was just the most magical time to really get to know her. we were like soul sisters. I don't even, I think her name was Melissa, but I didn't get her information or anything. We just had that amazing time together and she had a really cool retro van. And so that was really cool. And then this last trip that I took, um, some women that I came in contact with, there was a single mom traveler who I met in, um, she was up from Utah and we hung out and watched a meteor shower together. And it was just that reassurance that you're okay. You're, you're totally safe. There are others out here that are doing the same thing as you who look like you and are like you, and you're just badass people, you know, you get, this is just so cool. Um, and I wasn't asking for it. I wasn't going around. These people just kind of came into just my life. The path. Yeah. Which was yeah. again, just going with the flow and being open to those experiences and people along the way. And it was yeah. just so cool to see. And I think yeah. you get that by being open and not just having this focus of where I've got to be next. And then, you know, just, just going with the flow and that yeah. creates that energy of an invitation from others. Yeah. Being opportunistic. Yeah, definitely. Well, what about this? Um, that's nice to hear that you felt uh, the sisterhood mm-hmm. of other women who were adventuring solo. Have you met many men who were out adventuring solo and did you feel comfortable engaging with them? You know, now that I think about it, that's a good question. Um, I didn't really have a lot of conversations with men. Um, there were 
a couple that I maybe, you know, engaged with, with a couple of stories, but nothing that was more intimate, like the ones that I had with the female. Um, I don't know if I was attracting that or what, but, um, and it's funny you said, you know, the traveling, I think it's a sisterhood of the traveling bands instead of pants um, <laughs> for this version. But um, no, actually I didn't, which is so strange. And I never even thought about that until you asked that question. You know, I've, I've interviewed another woman who um, she traveled by a pop-up trailer and she also found that she could easily connect with a community of women mm-hmm. who were traveling in the same way. And I hear you saying you just stumbled on solo women mm-hmm. and felt that sense of safety and kinship. It just makes me wonder, based on the fact that you've been out there having experiences, do you even see many men who are traveling on their own? Yeah, I mean, I do see them. A lot of um, individuals are kind of, I think when they get to campsite, they're kind of in their own thing. I did approach, now that I remembered, as you were talking, um, I talked to one group who had a tow along camper, and we were at Grassy Lakes in between Yellowstone and Tetons. And I approached him because he had a Virginia uh, plate. And so I I went up and they were kind of retired. And I I found out a lot about him and where he was from because my dad's from Virginia. And so I wanted to make that connection. And again, challenge myself to go outside of my little bubble, my little van and, you know, speak to people. Um, And so it was just a cool experience to kind of figure out where he's from, what they've been doing, where they've gone. He gave me some recommendations, but again, it was after I approached him. So I don't know if some people have a, if I look like I'm not approachable or they don't want to seem intimidating or, you know, anything threatening, um, seeing that I am by myself as a female, but yeah, it's just, it's, that's the only other one that I can think of. And again, it was me talking to him again, retired, a lot of tow along, um, you know, campers and things of that sort, but. And it was a, a individual male traveler. So he was, no, he was with two other couples and they had, um, you know, three rigs maybe together and super nice, super, super nice. But he also asked me if I could move my van over so they could pull out. So when I approached him first, I had started up a conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do feel like I've seen a couple of males, but again, never been really approached by anyone. They've just kind of stuck to themselves. But I do feel like people that are out there are in the same, you know, day-to-day experience as you are and more approachable um, than people would be, you know, just in day-to-day city life, things like that. So yeah, I'm I'm aware of the fact that there is a kind of a quiet groundswell around more women finding the sense of, as you say, self-trust and not waiting and jumping in to mm-hmm. adventure travel. Yeah. And so it makes me wonder too, is there that much solo male adventure travel? And maybe there always has been, um, and maybe it just isn't as talked about as this opportunity for women. Could you say more about how you do your research? I hear you saying that you came up with a goal for how you wanted to approach your travel by recognizing, hey, I want to see every state and I want to do what every state has to offer. Can you say more about how you do your research regarding safety regarding 
available ways to um, travel once you land and and highlights. Just say a little bit about that. Maybe any apps you use or yeah. blogs that you um, uh, have gotten information from, or even how you found the the information online. Yeah, of course. So um, one of the big ones that I use for my van rentals, that's going to be outdoorsy.com. That one I've used two years in a row now and have had completely different vans, different users. These are people who put their own personal vans up for rent on the website. And um, two both amazing couples. One of the individuals that was in Idaho actually is from Lilburn, Georgia, um, that I met up with and used their van, which was really cool. Um, and then, you know, as far as finding the state, I think it happens because of other trips. It's really interesting. As I was um, going through Washington back in 2020 with my friend, we were in a minivan. We were just do- starting the whole thing. And as we went through northern Idaho on our way to Spokane, I was like, what is this place that we just drove through just a little bit of. And I was like, Idaho looks so cool. I think you said you and your husband had gone through that part too. Um, so I was just like, let me make a mental checklist. Not a lot of people think Idaho is a great place to go see, you know, nature, you think of potatoes, all those things. And so I was like, you know what, let me save that for another time. Maybe I'll visit it. So I was playing around with Idaho, Utah, and then I think Montana, just going in a bigger, uh, depth of traveling those States. And I just started hearing Idaho from like people I met who were from Idaho or their parents lived in Idaho. They've been skiing in Idaho. I'm like, they're skiing in Idaho. You know, all these different things started happening. And I was like, I think I got to go to Idaho. Um, So that happened. And then in this trip to Idaho, I went through Wyoming and Montana. And so I've been through Montana to see Glacier before, but I've never really explored Montana. So that's where I'm kind of like, let me store that for another time. And so I think next year, maybe Montana. So those are kind of things that I happen to stumble upon. And then I, I'm like, I've never really seen New England, you know, so that could be another time. And so I get really excited about what I haven't seen, this beautiful country that we have. And because of the pandemic, it made me have this scope that was more focused on the United States and exploring and the things I haven't seen. And so I have this need and craving to know more, to see more, um, and not just think of it as, oh, that's one of those states up there or you know whatever it is, but to really see it for what it's worth. And you don't get that unless you're driving through it. So that's kind of how I love to do it. And like I mentioned, iOverlander was a great one for planning out, using your park services, knowing what campgrounds are around. If you want to do campgrounds, um, there is a lot on iOverlander for free camping. I will tell you, I only paid two campground fees of the seven nights I stayed out. Two of them, I I spent thirty bucks, you know, on yeah. they're relatively cheap, but yeah. it's been really great. Um, I think it's really efficient traveling in a van. Um, that usually is my go-to because you can stay in it as your Airbnb, but also be your rental car. So yeah. it works both budget very friendly. Um, but yeah, kind of just ask yourself what you're interested in. What can you see more? Be curious. Um, right, and sort of uh, be receptive to. Mm-hmm kind of nudges that come your way. Yes. Yeah. Lean into that. You're hearing all about Idaho. Right. Um, Yeah. So cool. Well, I love your uh, encouragement that you not wait and Mm. that you trust yourself and that you open yourself 
to what comes your way. Mm -hmm. And I guess another big thing I'm hearing from you is do your research. Absolutely. And that's not just like external, but internal, like Mm -hmm. stay checked in research. What is this about for me? What do I need here? What am I, what's coming on my radar screen that would make me think this is a place I need to be. So Amy, I just have really enjoyed everything you've shared. Yeah, my pleasure. It's been awesome. And again, lean into it. It usually hits right at the perfect time. So just trust yourself, trust the timing. Um, And yeah, I I would love to see what happens because of it. There you go. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line.